0: Hey folks and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host Randy Wilburn and today I have got some amazing people in the room and I know I always use that word amazing but it's because I I actually am able to connect with amazing people so I'm going to just call it like it is. But I'm here today with the Executive Director of Sona, Matthew Heron, and I'm also here with Julianne Brown who is the chair of the Board of Directors for Sona. And it's exciting to have these guys on because just a couple of days ago, I got to sit down and talk with their colleague, Paul Haas, who is the conductor for the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. And Paul and I had a spirited conversation while he sat in his car in the parking lot of a Home Depot somewhere up in Hudson Valley, New York, which I thought was great. But, you know, that's just what technology affords us that ability to connect with people anywhere. So, but without further ado, Matthew and Julianne, I'm really appreciative of you guys having me here at your offices. Their office is right on Dixon, just a little south of the courthouse. And they, you know, you guys are doing some amazing things. So, how are you doing today?
1: We're doing great. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Yeah, yeah. doing really We're well. Glad to be here. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, why don't you guys,
0: and what I'll do is just have you, I want to hear just a little bit from each of you, because both of you have had some significant involvement with Sona. And, why don't we start? with you, Matthew, just telling us a little bit about your yourself and your role here as executive
1: director. I started in this role in twenty fourteen and I did go to music school and I was a cellist. So I started playing with the Symphony in Northwest Arkansas in twenty twelve when I was living in Southeast Kansas. This position came open in twenty fourteen and I moved here to take it in June of that year. I am sort of responsible for all things Sona. I mean management, finance fundraising, production to a certain degree, programming to a certain degree, board development, community relations, marketing, name it. We're a small staff. Right. And that's totally appropriate for a company of our size. It's been a terrific experience because even in the 5 years that I've been here, there's been so much growth in this area in on every level, particularly in the arts, right? So we're keeping pace with all of our colleagues and that's been fun to watch. And as you know, we're celebrating our 65th anniversary this season.
0: Yeah. I know. I I mean, 65 years is a long time. And I guess when you think about that, I mean, there's not a lot of programs here in Northwest Arkansas that can claim that period of time, right? I think we're the only one. Yeah. Off campus. Off campus. Right, right. Exactly. Uh Exactly. So, yeah. And so, tell me just a little bit about your initial thoughts when you... How long have you been here in Northwest Arkansas?
1: Five years. Five years Mm -hmm. total. Uh Okay.
0: So when you got here, what changed once you got a chance to see the community and, and learn a little bit more about it?
1: One of the first things that struck me was the level of excitement of the audience. I mean, really. And I had been a freelancer in New York and, you know, you had lived in New Jersey and I had played concerts a lot in my life. But there's something really like, they're like sports fans almost. Yeah. And you cannot avoid... Getting caught up in that, so I remember that distinctly. And then, as I got to meet those people, because when I, you know, in this position, I spend a lot of time with with our audience. They're so like honest and generous and easy to connect with, and they are so proud of what they have. This ownership in us, yeah, that they're very proud of our success, and that's fun to be a part of. And I think that's like just the nature of Northwest Arkansans. Yeah, maybe. is I, that right? Is that yeah, fair to say? I think it is. I mean, when I
0: think about the just the the fandom for the Razorback football game exactly I mean this place shuts yeah. down on the weekends whenever there's a football game and yep. everything is happening and you know I tell people because people ask me all the time well what's it like there you know like mm-hmm. I live on Mars and I'm like no yeah. there's 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 actually a lot <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on and I mean mm-hmm. you know my running joke is well we don't have a Trader Joe's and we don't have a couple of things but other than that we have pretty much everything right and we've got Walmart so there's that do. so and I always tell people." Our WalMarts are special and better than oh, your so Walmarts They're so much better. I know because this is where they test everything, right. right here. I mean, I know they do it in other places, but psychologically, I run that game and say, "Listen." You think you've got a Walmart? Wait mm-hmm. till you come to ours, because this is where they try everything They'll out. They'll come and in so. and put it
1: in the fridge for you now. Exactly. Do you know about
0: this exactly. thing? Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: there, there is the benefit,
0: and yeah. I, and I like I like talking about it because I mean obviously they are you know they're a corporate steward of our community, and what what I have learned just in doing this podcast, and while we're not this is not all about Walmart. The nice thing is that their connection runs long and runs deep in this community, and. You know, and, and you're you're pointing at Julianne. I am. <laughs> yes. and she
1: knows it very well.
0: Okay. All right. Well, right. that'll be good. So, uh, why don't we turn it over to you? And why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, and then your role as a chairman of the board for the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas?
2: Sure. So, I have been involved with Sona for four years, going on five years, and which has flown by. So, not too long after Matthew joined, and I um, have always been involved in the community. I think it's. It's just really important to me that wherever I live I'm doing my part to make it a better place that I want to be that my friends want to be and that you know people moving here want to be and in particular in in the arts or academics those are generally my focus areas and so my background is I have my degree in industrial organizational psychology so I've always worked in HR and talent roles and just see the need for this community to continue to grow and continue to be a place that attracts fantastic talent that will continue to make us successful. And Sona is one of the ways that I think gets to that end and offers opportunity for folks that have lived here their whole lives and for people that have not been here. So when you introduce them to say, you know, we have lots of great things going on and a symphony with, you know, the highest caliber players and performances and just wanted to be a part of that so i got connected and fortunately they welcomed me to the board and i had a 3 year term and succeeded mary benjamin who was the chair before me so it's just a lie that i've taken the seat and it'll be a 2 year term technically and just a great opportunity to work with the board it's you know even though it's a legacy program and Sona has been around the board is really open to what's possible and what the community needs What the audience wants, and you know what would actually impact where we live in the most meaningful way. So, being a good steward of our resources and making sure that we're open to feedback and having good discussions is one of the things I'm most impressed by. So, we're not held to what things should be or the way things have always been. We're just really open to collaborative opportunities and creative ways we can make an impact. So, I'm really honored to be a part of the group, and I think. Folks that are involved in SONA are involved in a lot of the arts and different parts of Northwest Arkansas. So getting plugged in in one space helps you get really engaged across.
0: You know, it's it's funny. You actually brought up a couple of things that I thought I would mention. And I know one of the kind of spins that you've used the symphony for is that you did something at the AMP, right? With Star Wars? Oh, several things. Yeah. Yes. Well, you've done yeah, a number right. of things, right? But, mm-hmm. but that, And I missed I was going to be out of town when I saw that because I, I think you came to our meeting at the Rotary Club. And then you talked about that. And then I saw the date and I was like, oh man, I'm going to be out of town. It's not going to be good. But you know, I saw that and I was like, man, that's great. And then you're also doing something with David Bowie's, the movie that David Bowie did. The uh, Snowman. Snowman. So yeah. So I mean, those interpretations that you're doing with the symphony, I think Uh are kind of cool. And that also kind of, you know, it's just not when sometimes when people hear the symphony, I think they get the wrong idea. It's like, oh, I just... You know, you can only listen to Beethoven and Rachmaninoff and, and so many people, and I may have butchered that oh. name, but you can only listen to those, but so many times, right? And every, you know, once you've heard certain symphonies, you're like, man, I, that's it. But I think there's so much more to it.
1: Absolutely. I think you're right. And to the fir- to that point, you can listen to it so many times, but every time is different. I mean, one of the things that we do is we play live, right? Right. Nothing is produced I mean it's rehearsed, but right. it's not like produced and polished and scrubbed and whatever It only happens that way that time, and you're in the room that time, yeah that's cool right it's I often liken it to sports because you can i mean you can watch it on replay, but every game is different, even though it's the same sort of principle, so every performance is different, yeah, based on you know the, how the players are feeling or responding and how the audience is feeling and responding, so uh, I mean maybe I'm not defending my point well enough but one can mm-hmm. listen to this piece over and over again not you know past a certain point right right mm-hmm. right no i got but, you and then so that the addition of film is a really cool thing just because it's i think the thing about star wars and the harry potter movies that we've been doing at the amp is that you sit there and you really do forget i mean even i forget that there people are playing the soundtrack live right at that moment exactly and how yeah. difficult that is to do and to coordinate it I think it just sort of enlightens people to, the like, you get to see what makes those sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's music under commercial, you know, you pump gas, there's music playing, music in the grocery store. I think we forget how much music there is around and how it sort of impacts what we're perceiving. Like, you can watch a horror movie, and if it doesn't have music, it may not oh. be as scary, so right, it's if it's totally so silent. silent. Yeah.
2: It's so recognizable. So in mm-hmm. one of the school programs that we've run in the past, and I was visiting as the children were, were coming into the room, you know, the, the quartet was playing Harry mm-hmm. Potter, right. and how immediately excited yeah. the kids were and how familiar it was. So it's neat to see those connections. Or if we invite a guest musician or guest cellist or an opera singer, or have, I think there was a, like a comic book sort of theme, you mm-hmm. know, film that we played too. So it's, it's just immersive in a new way and helps you experience, I think the art in, in a way that you may not have before. So whether it's a familiar song or something completely new and, I love to see how it stimulates those questions. And I remember that day, one of the children asked, you know, they'd seen a French horn for the first time. And yeah. they said, if you unraveled that, how long would it be? Uh-huh. Right. And I was like, well, how that's- long?
1: it's really, it's like <laughs> it is eight long. feet yeah, long it's or like, something, right? Yeah, it's I something should long.
0: I've seen that. That's like a that's trivia true. question. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I love
2: that you know that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the, it, was, it was just neat to see, you know, them come alive and create their own songs and just make those connections and then yeah. be engaged in a new way. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And and kind of getting back to what you were saying earlier, Julian, the, about the art scene here, it is very interesting. You see a lot of the same people when you go to a lot of events and across the arts though. So like I'll mm-hmm. see somebody, maybe I'll go to the symphony and I'll see somebody there and then I'll see that same person at Crystal Bridges and you start to make these connections. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's the one thing that I see that there's a lot of passion behind just the art scene in general here in Northwest Arkansas. And that's kind of one of the things that I'm trying to convey, especially to people that aren't from here. Because again, right. when you get back to the reason why I created this podcast in the first place, I had no earthly idea what to expect coming to Northwest Arkansas. I, had, I didn't know that all this was here. Yeah. This is like the best kept secret cool? ever. It is. It is cool. But I mean, with the way technology is nowadays, this information needs to get out and people yeah. need to know. And you mentioned you've worked in HR and you, don't, you understand what it means when you're trying to relocate great talent to a place and they say, well, w- what's there to do there? One of the things that I've told people, and I'm kind of switching hats now, but in my other job, I talk to clients about how you accentuate the positives mm-hmm. of a place. Mm-hmm. And when I'm working with a client and they live in an area that's like one of the best places to live, or they've got top schools and the best arts. And they're not highlighting that in their profile when they're sharing that with potential candidates. They're making a mistake. And I think the same thing here for businesses in Northwest Arkansas, outside of just the big three, Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, and others, you have so many entrepreneurial pursuits that are happening here. This is kind of like even could potentially be one of the next Silicon Valleys of a lot of businesses that are cropping up that really have some backbone behind them, some financing behind them, but they still have to bring in top talent. We're just not cultivating all of it here and people just need to know this. So
2: and I think to your point the the diversity of opportunity here. So I think some of the stories are easy to tell about, you know, great education or if you have kids or with the family, but um, and then there's the other end of the spectrum of it's a, you know, part of the region is a university town and, you know, bringing in professors or, you know, research and so it's it's really diverse in terms of what is offered. And what I love about it is even if you're new it's such a welcoming place that it's not, you know, I have friends that moved to some cities or LA or San Francisco where there's natural talent pool, but it's really hard to get plugged into the actual scene to build community, which is important, hugely important to me. And here I could, you can see immediately that you can impact the area. It's like, oh, I can do something and it'll make a meaningful impact and meet like-minded people that want this area to be fantastic. So I think that's part of the fun is you have such opportunity to do whatever you want. You can find people like you and that it matters and people are going to rally behind you to make it, make it Mm -hmm. successful and want you to succeed. Like you said about the audience, wanting someone to be successful. It's sort
1: of like a manageable scale. Like you can get your arms around it. And I think that, well, not only are all of the businesses that you mentioned and the new ones sort of, they've instilled this spirit of community into their own leadership and their own workforce. Like everyone is involved. You don't just go to your office and go home, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just not the way we operate here. And the arts are the same. When I first came here, everyone said, "Oh, we're all very collaborative." You know, I met all my peers, and I thought they're you're saying like, sure. that because why would they not say that? <laughs> right, and it's right. really, really true. Yeah, yeah, in a way that I don't see in other in other cities. No, you
0: know? you're absolutely right, and yeah. things are very territorial, especially when you get up in the northeast part of the world. Right, and it's just different <laughs> there, and that's yeah. what I try to explain to people that. I have not I've been more welcomed here in doing what I'm doing with this podcast and just connecting with people than I have in just about any other place that I've lived, and I've lived a lot of places to mm-hmm. qualify that statement, so I think like that says a lot that speaks volumes to just just the nature of the community that exists here in Northwest Arkansas on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. so I think it's just important
1: it really is a cool point now I don't know how much we want people to know about that so that we can. Keep the population under control. Like, is it a best kept secret or (laughs) do we share just a little bit or uh, that's up to you?
0: I mean, we, and I talk about it all the time. I mean, they're adding 32, and Mm. I'm going to get a little geeky here 32.2 net new people a day are moving to Northwest Arkansas. That's actually crazy. That's, and we are what, about 425, 430, 430, 430,000 people. We're supposed to be 850 by the time we hit 2040, which is just 20 years away. Stop. Yeah. And we are one of the fastest growing areas yeah. of the country. Yeah. When you look at so from Bella Vista on mm-hmm. down to basic I don't know if Fort Smith is included in that, but let's just say mm-hmm. Bella Vista to Fayetteville, because I know we don't our cousins down in Fort Smith, we right. don't give them as that's much the River love. Valley. it's a different that's, place. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> they, they even talk about it differently on the news. Right. So but when you just look at that actually when you just look at that four city window, and that's mm-hmm. how I describe it, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a sandwich. Bentonville is right. the top low, top piece of bread. Fayetteville is the bottom piece. You've got your mm-hmm. your meat and all that other stuff with Rogers and Springdale. And when you make that together, it makes a perfect sandwich.
2: You know what I think would make that an even tastier sandwich? <laughs> 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 I had this conversation yesterday when I got into town with a friend and talking about the opportunity to really live regionally here versus I live in the top half of the sandwich or I live in right. the bottom half. Right. because. There's so much goodness, and especially in between where it's growing in Springdale and Rogers. And I think just that little bit of extra effort of leaving our typical territory to take the goodness and support what's happening across the whole region is still an opportunity that we have because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, one of our responsibilities is to travel beyond you know the city limits and, and go support across. So driving down from Bentonville for the Sona, yeah. events, it means a lot. And a lot of our audience does uh, because of the, the value and the uniqueness and the level of support. And I think I think continuing to grow those opportunities mm-hmm. is really important for our success. It's kind of the regional way of, of living here. Yeah. yeah.
1: I always think of it as, I lived in New York for 10 or 15 years and you know, the distances are small. It's a small place, mm-hmm. but you have to plan an hour to get anywhere just because you're using mass transit or right. y- even if you're above ground, you never know traffic. It's mm-hmm. like that here. I mean, I, you know, the distances are small, and but I mean, so commuting is not an issue is what I'm saying. I don't think of, oh, we go all the way to Bentonville. It's not all the way (laughs) and you get to do it by yourself on your own schedule. You know, you don't have to sort of stand in line and go through the turnstile. I mean, I think it's maybe for people who want it to remain very small and sort of slow that it feels overwhelming or sort of, but also people that have lived here way longer than I talk about, and I don't know this for sure. The highway used to not exist in a good way, right? Yeah. Like it was like a two-lane road or something. So it was impossible to get to Benville. Right. Or it and, took you an hour and a half.
0: Well, yeah. Everybody tells me the stories about coming up Business 71 yeah. and people coming to the games back in the day before the Bobby Hopper Tunnel. I mean, it was a whole different.
1: It was a lot um, harder. It was a whole okay.
0: different deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you can, You, I mean, I think I had um one episode where we talked to Philip Taldo, who is from here. And mm-hmm. uh, Philip's very involved. He's on the airport commission, does a lot of great things, is in Springdale. And he was just saying that, you know, everything changed when 49 got built and mm-hmm. made the connections. Because otherwise you would have been riding up North College, which is business 71, and you would have ridden that all the way up to Bentonville.
1: Every stoplight, but yeah. But you don't
0: have to do that. Right. You don't have to do that now. Yeah. So going to Bentonville, and even I took my mother up there recently and we went to Crystal Bridges and I got up there in 20, 25 minutes. Exactly. Driving a little fast, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I, I got up there quickly and it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. So and I So I think as we continue to expand And that infrastructure, it's Mm -hmm. going to make a huge
1: difference. It'll feel more like neighborhoods than different cities. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. It would. It would. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens.
0: I mean, I think it's, I just, I just think it's interesting. And you guys, you bring up a lot of points, which are, are, are the things that I try to hit on on this podcast quite a bit, which is, you know, the diversity of the community, the fact that there is a lot to do here. I keep talking about other parts of this area, which we don't always talk about, like Eureka Springs, mm-hmm. Siloam. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in the artist community up in Eureka. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's pretty cool. Did you right. know that there's there is a gentleman up there that was one of the original artists for all of Hanna Barbera's comics? And yeah. Um, yeah, he's up there. He, he was, yeah. I mean, it's just cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's just like when you find out this stuff, it's like, man, you know, my kids go to the Arkansas Arts Academy, mm-hmm. and one of the instructors there worked with Pixar. I mean, we have that's the kind of those are the kind right. of things that we have here. So when you think right. of having somebody like a Paul Haas mm-hmm. come in and be a part of this and what he has done on a much larger stage. And he brings that here. It just, I mean, we're, I mean, we, we are all benefiting from that.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's just really important. No, it's really, I mean, maybe someday we won't have to say when you, when people ask, where do you live or work? We wanted to explain it. Right, I'll just go. Ooh, you got in at the right time, or how do you get in there? Or yeah, exactly, you
0: know. exactly. So yeah, and I think it's changing, but I mean, I think it's it's definitely uh, it's continuing to get better. Mm-hmm. So it's continuing to get better. So tell me a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Sona. You guys are you guys are stewards of something that's been around for a long time, and yes. I, th- so there's obviously some pressure on you to make sure that you know that you deliver. And that you're able to keep people engaged and keep people coming mm-hmm. back. So what are you guys doing to not only identify and encourage new participation and involvement with the community to come out to the symphony? Because I know I plan to bring my family mm-hmm. this year for sure. But I mean, what are what are you guys doing as you, uh, Julianne, as part of the board? You running this this program? I mean, what's what's that like?
1: One thing comes to mind right now, which is new. And when you say kids, this year, kids under eighteen get in for free. I saw that. Isn't that awesome? And I have three. I'm kids I'm so under pleased
2: 18. about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <perfect>. so,
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, and that you. that's of course one thing that we're piloting to see if it sort of takes off. I think what we're doing is we're, well, we're evolving with social media channels that we didn't that didn't exist before and didn't. We're not used in the same way that they are now. By we have a lot of response from Facebook and a little bit of Instagram as well. I think we're just kind of getting ourselves. How are we? I'm not sure how I'm answering this question. How are we? What are we? Can you ask in a different way? So I guess how do what, we get new people? In yeah.
0: Here? How are you getting new people? Because I mean, obviously, people can buy a subscription. Of to course, the right. How are you encouraging that, that that continued involvement and mm-hmm. also stimulating the new people that are coming across and saying, you know what, I want I wanna participate and go to the symphony.
1: Keeping them engaged is really, I think, a matter of quality. Like we want them to have a good experience once they're there so they will come back. Sure. I do think that part of it and as as simple as this sounds is word of mouth. In a community this size, if people like you, they will tell their friends and then all of a sudden 30 of their other friends will know because it's, that is another element of living in Northwest Arkansas, right? Like people know that we're talking right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
1: I think those things go far in a, in a region this size, but of course, and then so that, that whole marketing social media thing is less important answer, I think. Yeah. Well, it's also
2: yeah. a big, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's something to say about a, a newer audience. If, if you were to put it that way, that the whole experience really matters. So, what is offered by Sona in this area is, um, I love the the nights that we have performances to. You know, invite a friend and we make a night of it. And we might start in Rogers um, with drinks and then come down to Dixon and Mm -hmm. I know where to park. I know how I like to walk and what time I like to get there and who I'm going to see. And so I think sharing the whole experience beyond just what's happening on stage is one way that we've gotten more engagement and just different interests from folks who may think that's something I'm not sure I want to do or not something I've done. So another, you mentioned earlier about missing an opportunity to see the Star Wars So just simple logistics of telling people about this year's performances and keeping my magnet, you know, on my refrigerator and calling people. I send invitations way ahead of time. So I think February is Carmina Burana. And I know that's a very familiar piece. And so mentioning it to my girlfriends when we were out one weekend and they said, oh, I have to go. We would love that. So, okay, that's February 2020. I'm right. going to put that on your calendar now, and we'll make a a group event of it. So it's not just transactional of going to the symphony that maybe right. folks have in their in their mind. It's what's the experience, and once you go once, and I think over the past five years, the audience has built a relationship with Paul and with Definitely. each other. You know mm-hmm. that it's 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 ours, like you mentioned when we started. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they want to continue, so it's easy to keep folks. And then I think just finding new ways of introducing them to the, the bigger picture is one of our fun challenges now. Yeah.
1: And I have to do a shout out to Walton Art Center because the patron experience is largely up to that. I mean, they're the first yeah. people you see the volunteers and the staff when you walk in the door. Right. And they've been amazing for now 27 years or however long mm-hmm. the building has been open. They're a big part of, of, of all of that. Right. Right. How are the acoustics? And I've actually, I've only been in oh, there they're a few very good. times, but the acoustics are good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a multi-purpose room, right? right. So it's right. good for a number of things. Okay. Um, okay. But it suits us well. And I think the size of it, 1200 seats also makes the audience feel like a family. I know Paul spoke about that. Yes. And of course it is his, his manner and his nature to turn around and talk to people, which is didn't used to happen 20 years ago. And I think that may have been what drove people away from their number of things that drove people away from orchestral concerts, but. His connection to the audience is a very strong one. And I think the audience's connection internally is is um, enhanced by the – it's not a 4,000-seat hall. Right. Where you mm-hmm. you can't yeah. tell who's – I mean, you can look across the room and see people that you know exactly. and, and go and talk to them because it's that manageable.
2: Yeah. I think one of the – I don't know if this is true, but maybe one of the stereotypes or assumption is that some arts groups or the symphony in particular – are exclusive in some way or yeah. different than me, but the feedback I've gotten, interestingly and consistently, about Paul and the experience is how inclusive and diverse mm-hmm. it is to be there. And I love that feedback. And so, people who have never been to something maybe don't know about classical music or they make assumptions about what it'll what right. it'll be like. They say, "Well, you know what? I learned something." And sure. Paul is so welcoming, and I just feel like I'm part of it, and I'm I'm welcome too. So. I think of, of any reputation for us to have beyond, you know, being great performers and the quality of what's going on is that it's an inclusive space that, that really supports anyone that's, that's interested in visiting.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, as I, as you were talking, and I was I was just kind of thinking about it. I mean, there, there's almost something intentional about creating a patron of the arts that you've got yes. to you've got to really you've got. I mean, it just doesn't happen, right? I mean, some right. you know we're not all Bruce Wayne. We all didn't just grow up with our kid with our parents taking us to to every you know cultural event. I mean, and I'm right. being funny about that, but they, but it's it's true when you yeah. think about it. And I know my father was an artist, so I was exposed to the arts early. But I was kind of, it was at different levels and at different times in my life that I got exposed to the full breadth of art. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I got exposed to art, artwork, and art exhibits at an early age. Then I got exposed to visiting all the museums. Of course, living in New Jersey, I had access to some just fabulous museums in mm-hmm. New York City. And then I eventually got exposed to opera and yeah. and then the symphony and it just kind of it was you know it one built on the other upon the other and mm-hmm. it just it it allowed me to ultimately become a patron of the arts and even support mm-hmm. some of like I I supported the ballet when I lived in San Francisco I used to be a volunteer cool. for the San Francisco Ballet cuz I'm a huge nutcracker fan okay and i'm i'm hoping that 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 that, that we can cuz i know they do the nutcracker in Tulsa but i i, I really i'm hoping that they bring the nutcracker here to Northwest Arkansas, that would be nice. But anyway, I just, it was something that I developed over time. It wasn't like all, one day you just wake up and all of a sudden you're a patron of right. the arts. It is, it takes time yeah. to develop that, but you should start somewhere. And so anybody listening to this and you haven't started and you, you've always said, I want to get involved with the arts. Maybe Sona is a, is a great place to
1: start. I think so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, obviously uh-huh. I would
1: hope you think so, but yeah. I, yeah, no, I, and it, I didn't so. grow up. I mean, I, my parents were not musicians. I didn't grow up. I mean, there was music around. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, I was not, I, I was not destined to be, it wasn't their idea that I play cello. Mm-hmm. You know, I found music in public schools. Yeah. That was my first lesson. And then I got involved. I was an usher at the local orchestra, you know, when I was, I don't know, teenager or whatever. And then I got to hear concerts and I got to sort of meet people and it, it took some of the the mystery away, mm-hmm. but added a different kind of mystery, which, cause it was so exciting. And then the rest, I think that's sort of a good entry point it is. for other things. And then I, you know, moved here, and there was this people had talked about a museum. We were talking about explaining what Arkansas is. There's, a muse- there's an American Art Museum in Arkansas. Oh, is there really? That's very quaint. How charming. It's Crystal Bridges. I'm like, <laughs> right. people don't understand still, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I
2: start dropping,
1: dropping the numbers on them. 120 yeah.
0: acres, 250,000 plus square feet of space. You're and some good. Of the, yeah. Some, some, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm living and breathing this, but I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. I took my mom. My mom's been everywhere. Okay. And I mentioned this on another episode, but She's been, you know, so she's been to a lot of the great museums, and she was blown away by what she saw How could she at Crystal be? Bridges. Yeah. She was
1: like, "Wow!" And it's hi- not hidden here, but I mean, it's kind of hidden here. Not it hidden is. in the sense that it's not advertised, but it's it's in a, a our secret place that no one is going to move into and learn about. Right yeah. after we talk about this, and but, not. But <laughs> when you think of it, it's kind of impressive.
0: Four point five million visitors
1: uh, annually, uh, or no, since, it, and it's a totality since. So, uh, like 11, half a million, 11, million a year. 11. That's amazing. Yeah. Coming here because you know we're kind of
0: yeah we're kind of behind God's back here where we are in Northwest Arkansas. When you think of the Ozarks, it's not easy to get here.
1: Well, you know, (laughs)
0: relatively speaking. But I just think it's it's funny because once you're here, you're like, oh my God, this is like this is really amazing. So Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just right down the road from Mount Sequoia, and if you go up there in the morning and you watch the sun, I mean, I mean, you just you just and then well, really the sunsets up there are the best, but just coming up there in the morning and looking out, surveying out over the area and the rolling hills and Old Main and the and the, and the backdrop. I mean, yeah. there's just nothing like it. So, you know, it's really nice. I know I'm selling myself. I already live yeah. here, but for somebody <laughs> right. listening, I mean, I'm trying to paint a picture for them of, of what it could be. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it is really nice. So what about, I know you have a bunch of different ticket packages that are available mm-hmm. and can, can you are you doing anything differently this year and is there anything special to acknowledge the 65th year of the symphony
1: we're still working on that okay. it may be something on opening night which is november 9th we do have we have three price points for tickets 33 44 and 55 which i think also are part of goal of access i mean they as a nonprofit, we we sell our product for less than it's worth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you understand that what we make on ticket sales is made up, is less than what it costs to put on a concert. And that's Absolutely. made up by philanthropy. We do have the free tickets, ki- kids tickets program this year. You can subscribe to all, to five concerts, which are four classical concerts and one Christmas. Or you can buy single tickets. We have group discounts. I mean, there's a lot of, of ways to get there. We have, no, we're working on something special for one or for some, at some point, I think I can say this, but I'm not totally sure. But November, we'll just try it. November 9th, we are going to be, uh, receive a declaration from the mayor of Fayetteville. It's okay. Sona Day. Okay. I think they said I can say that. We'll yeah. play this and see. We'll it. see
0: how it, it works, back, <laughs> you know. Or, so that's you really know, cool. Even if it doesn't happen, we can call it into existence. So like, <laughs> right. you know
2: what?
1: He said it. November he 9th. He kind of did <laughs> say it. Day, I mean, I, so. Lionel, if you're out there. Yeah.
2: Sona likes surprises. Right. So there's, right. there's, that's kind of a theme in Matt. In particular, always has something up his sleeve of, a, you know, a surprise appearance or a surprise right. performance. And I like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it's part of the, the charm and yeah. you just, you just don't know. So that's one of them. Right. There's yeah. there's surprises for the, the Christmas shows. You mentioned Snowman. Oh, there's there's right. big surprises. Mm-hmm. The 4th of July mm-hmm. series at the AMP, the summer, big surprises and fireworks and confetti. So it's, it's a back to that experience thing, mm-hmm. but to get them engaged.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just as as Paul shared in the way that all of those people come together, all those mm-hmm. people being the musicians, yes. the way that they come together. Yeah. And I was kind of impressed that I, I guessed right. The number of of hours of, I was impressed too. Yeah, because I was thinking that's in my head when he asked, well, do, you, How many hours of of rehearsal do you think we have?" And I was like, ten He was like, "Well, that's actually right, right? <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah, You know, he, he was very specific. We, uh-huh. you know, we get to go through it about you know seven to nine times uh-huh. before they actually do it, and uh-huh. and then, and then we liken that to throwing strikes as a pitcher every time, which mm-hmm. is like yeah. unheard of. But that's I think people don't fully appreciate the level of professionalism mm-hmm. that these individuals, each individual undertakes to come together to form
1: what is the center. Before they get here, right. Yeah, I mean absolutely. it starts at such a level. It's not as if they learn the music while they're here. No, they of show up prepared. And then it's not. sort of just assembling sort of the the meal of all of these ingredients. Yeah, I, I wish people would understand that. <laughs> and yeah. I it's a strange business to be in. I mean you you know you start often as a child right and you kind of never really get there because i mean i guess we're all like this as humans but specifically musicians are never satisfied with themselves so they're they're kind of it's this they self-govern yeah they're ready and then they go into these situations and they do these very intense things and then they go do another intense thing with other people in a different situation i mean it's like this constant sort of on
0: and I think is that a prob- word? Yeah, it is. It's fine. And and I think probably part of it is that a lot of these musicians, musicians, if you pressed them, would probably tell you that no two are ever the same in terms of the right. experiences. Right. Right. So- If one of the musicians that's part of Sona is maybe part of the Albuquerque Symphony and they go and perform there, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a totally different flavor Mm -hmm. than what you have here. Right. And a lot of that is predicated upon the conductor. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's predicated upon all the parts of the body of the symphony.
1: And they adapt so quickly and then they get to meet. I think they interact with people of all ages and backgrounds from an early age. I mean, I think that's one of the advantages of studying the arts. Yeah. You know, you learn from people who are older than you you go to programs where people come together because if you, I didn't, I lived near Philadelphia, but in a rather small town outside. So I went to Philadelphia and then I met all these urban kids who were also studying music. And then I went to summer camps where people came from around the country and were had from tremendous different backgrounds. And so early on in your professional training, you're surrounded by people who are different than you, but have this one thing in common. Right. Right. And then you repeat that at a high level quickly for the rest of your life. Right, I mean, it's right, such a right. funny, I'm not sure what else is quite like that. Yeah, I don't know. Professionally.
0: I don't know. So, but yeah, I give musicians a lot of credit, especially mm-hmm. really good musicians. They just, they, you know, and this is really, I mean, honestly, I mean, just when you think of musicians and music here in Northwest Arkansas, you've got you've got a lot of talent in this area, not just the we symphony. Do. I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, you just mentioned that Robin Thicke showed up Uh, somewhere last night and performed kind of off the cuff. That's right. I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens a lot here. Roots
1: Festival is about to begin. Roots Festival
0: is about to begin. Yeah. There's, there's always something going on. And I think uh, Mavis Staples is coming here to perform. She's not surprised. She's one of the headliners. Yeah. yeah, My wife was all excited when she heard that. She was like, I'll be there. So, Mm -hmm. and I said, I'll take you there. No pun intended. Very nice. (laughs) So, yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, I I think that's mm-hmm. really, that's really cool. And and I, I just, you know, my encouragement would be is for more people to kind of get out of their nine to five and see everything that's happening here, because I think that that informs everything else that they're able to do. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's perfect to kind of check that out and see what it is. So, there
1: is something going on all the time.
2: And we appreciate too. That. I think, you know, getting to the room and landing at the symphony or at oh. any event there's been planning and babysitters and dinners and logistics, and it's a lot of effort. And I think yes. everyone being in the room, having successfully made it to the event, right. there's, it's just a nice night that you look forward to again the next quarter. And to know that if you have the Sona schedule and you have that to look forward to, if nothing else, you know, some of my friends get together and we'll say, if nothing else, I have three months to figure this out and right. get back here mm-hmm. again. And it's just nice that way to kind of have that routine and something to look forward to ongoing. So I think it's nice. There's some people that I only see at, you know, at the symphony Uh and we, we like that and we'll see you next time and at the fundraisers or at the next event. So I think that's part of it too. Part of the victory. I mean, probably for your wife and having your kids is Mm -hmm. like just making it happen. It's is part of the, the Mm -hmm. event.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Before we close, I wanted to learn: Is there for for the real, and I'm using air quotes here, the real patrons of the arts mm-hmm. here in Northwest Arkansas that that want maybe a more immersive experience mm-hmm. with Sona? Are you guys offering any programs for those individuals? Maybe to have maybe like a like a lunch with uh, with Paul or or something along those lines? Is there is there anything like that in the works, or have you done that in the past?
1: We have done that off and on to people who are especially connected to us in one way or another. Okay. And those sorts of events are often, actually, they're often auction items at our spring fundraiser, which is March 17th, 2020 at Mermaids. All right. We do, we honor a local philanthropist who is yet to be named in public, and we have live and silent auctions and raise money for, for the following year. And so experiences like that are available. I, I mean, I hate to sell them, but really. No, they're, no, no. They're, it's you know, fine. I mean, people um, need to understand yeah. that it, it takes money to
0: do these things. I mean, you it is a business. You cannot bring the the woman from England here. No, you on, can't. You know, she can't take the boat over here. Right. She's got to <laughs>
1: come
0: on the plane and fly. And so, and she's got to come multiple times. So, right. I mean, all of that, yes. you know, when, when, you, when you think about that, because I remember when you, you that uh, either you or Paul mentioned it at the Rotary meeting and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, so there's, There's a lot of moving parts here, Mm -hmm. and all those moving parts cost money.
1: It takes a million dollars to do this every year. Yeah. But back to your original question, I do like events like that whenever we can make them happen, uh, where people get to sort of go behind the scenes and meet people up close. And prior to every performance,
2: there's an hour where Paul sits down and anyone's welcome to come. So, you know, an hour before the show, um, he sits down and just has a... Just casual, you know, great conversation with those that are interested to talk more about the background Mm of the evening, you know, his Mm -hmm. own thoughts on it and answer questions. Is there anything else you would say about that? Sometimes
1: he has a soloist with him if there is a soloist or a musician who might be featured that night. No, it's a very it's a conversation like this.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like yeah, that, and it's it's, like that.
1: it's very engaging. Six thirty before each show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of gives you kind of the inside track on things. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Well, there there you have it. I mean, I think that that's great, and I really want to encourage any of our listeners and or anyone that this somebody shared this with you. They obviously cared enough to expose you to the arts, but more importantly to expose you to all the great things about the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. So, I really want to encourage you if you've never been make it a point to buy a ticket or two, or even buy one for a friend and grab them and drag them down to the Walton Mm -hmm. Arts Center to experience what these great folks are doing here. Because again, 65 years is nothing to sneeze at. And it is is an important part of our community. And uh, I certainly, I'm always going to feature the arts here on the podcast. So I really appreciate you guys, you know, taking time out to share and even giving me a disc and we're going to probably, when we close out this particular podcast, we will share some of uh, the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas from a a former performance. And there's some actually some great symphonies on here. So I can't wait to figure out what we're going to share, but uh, you will enjoy that at the end of this podcast. But Matthew and Julianne, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share?
1: I just want to thank you for what you do for all of us in this community. I appreciate that. I really do so much. I thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, I, you know, would jump at any opportunity to talk about um, this area that we all love and about Sona and the arts in particular. So thanks for the. The chance to do it, and I'm glad to grab coffee with anyone that's interested in sure. learning more and okay. and you know hear well, that from actually, here. Actually,
0: that, that's a good point. So, for anyone that wants more information, the Sona website is sonamusic.org. Okay, perfect. And if anybody wants to reach out to you directly, uh, Matthew, what's the best way for them to? They do that? can write
1: me at Matthew at sonamusic.org. Okay, perfect,
0: perfect. All right. Well, there you have it. Well, folks, Matthew Heron, Julianne Brown, we appreciate these guys coming on the episode. And I think we've got a lot of information here. We're actually going to make this a two-parter. And uh, I think we're going to do the first part with Paul. And then we're going to dovetail into this because what you guys talked about today really speaks volumes to what we're trying to do with the the local art scene here in Northwest Arkansas. And you guys are a big part of that. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Randy. Okay.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode, and just a fabulous guest here from the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. I really do hope that you make it a point to check them out this season. If you do, drop us a line, give us an email, let us know hey, we went and we heard your episode. We went and checked out Paul. We checked out what Matthew and Julianne and the rest of the Sona team are doing here, and we really appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you directly. So, you can just reach us at any time here at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can always reach me, your host, Randy Wilburn, at Randy at I am Northwest Arkansas. And that's all we have for right now. We will see you next week with another great episode. Again, keep checking us out. Keep sharing us with your friends. Remember, sharing is caring. And we do look forward and we count it an honor that you put us between your ears on a regular basis and, and listen to what we have to say. There's so much going on here. In Northwest Arkansas. And we can only capture a very small amount of it, but we hope that small amount that we captures makes a difference in your life. So thanks again, and I will see you next week.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit I Am Northwest We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.